Hey everyone, I'm Jen Alberg and welcome to the Key Academy podcast. The Key Academy is my coaching business where myself and coaches focus on health, performance, and longevity. I've spent the last 12 years coaching people how to optimize health and performance and this podcast is an attempt to synthesize what I've learned over the years to help you live a higher quality or more fulfilling life. If you enjoy this content or have questions that you want covered, click the show notes to find out how to learn more from me. Okay, part two to my road warrior question. I'm I'm going to read just the portion of the question because the question is long, um, but go back to my last one and, and listen to the full thing if you want to. But this, I'm j- just going to ask the question that I'm I'm going to to answer here. Uh, and what I answered on the last one was how do irregular work hours affect sleep, fitness, and weight loss? And but today the question that I will answer is uh, around the lines of what what do we do about it? And here's the direct question. Hey, Jen, my job requires me to travel extensively and to spend a lot of time in airports and hotels. Do you have any suggestions for fitness and nutrition people like this person is who travels a lot and has extremely irregular hours? Uh, so so one thing that's a little bit hard when I'm answering this question is uh, is I, I don't know the exact hours you're talking about because I've, I've worked with a lot of people that are... Um, you know, maybe they work. Uh, I've I've had a client who worked night shift, like twelve hour nights, for one week, and then one whole week off, and then rinse and repeat. Um, I've had other people who work thirty six straight, thirty six off, thirty six straight, thirty six off. Um, for some people, it's it's you know four days on, three days off. Uh, it it's just been, it's always irregular. So um, I don't know exactly what this one is, but I'm, I'm glad I don't because I don't want to make it specific to one person. Um, instead, I want to talk about in general, what do we do when our, our sleep patterns are, are irregular? Because what I answered last time was what happens metabolically. So what do we do about it? Um, I also ended the last one with saying that, uh, disclaimer, I'm, I'm going to be asking you to do some uh, either things you might not want to do or, um, some more difficult things than you might deem needed or, or necessary. But I, I, I want to remind you that I want to remind you that the, what you're asking of your body is, is, is pretty crazy. Like if we're, if we're being honest with ourselves, what you're asking of your body is to function highly optimally while not giving it what it needs to function highly optimally. It's going to fight back quite a bit, which means if we're going to control the controllables, sometimes those controllables are going to be a a little bit uh, different than I would ask uh, somebody else who has maybe some normal sleep patterns. So um, the two things that we can control are what goes in our mouth food-wise, and we can control our sleep in a sense that uh, we can choose to sleep when maybe our productive minds would rather get some other things done. So uh, let's talk about those two things. When it comes to diet, typically people with uh, irregular schedules and sleep patterns, I we come up with together, we come up with the best fasting protocol for them. And the reason is, is, is only people who have fasted for longer than about 18 hours well, believe me when I say that you actually have more energy when you are not eating than when you are eating. And so 
to optimize energy levels while not getting enough sleep, the best thing to do is to is to not eat. And I, I know that that sounds so counterintuitive to our to our minds. It makes sense biochemically. Uh, it makes sense neurochemically. And so uh, the difference, though, is that I'm talking about no food instead of very little food. And that's a big difference that that I feel like I need to address because because I see it I see it a lot where people are like, well, I don't I don't fast, but I only had you know a bar today. And so what they don't understand is that that bar made it so much worse for them than not consuming anything. So I've said this in a podcast prior where there's a dramatic difference between eating zero calories and eating some calories metabolically because eating zero calories actually increases your metabolism uh, pretty ravenously. Your metabolism goes up a lot when we don't eat anything and our metabolism dramatically decreases when we eat just a little bit of something. I'm not going to get in. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to get into the to the biochemical piece of that. Instead, I want to say, trust me on that. You will have more energy if you don't eat at all than if you eat some. I'm not telling someone just to boom go into these long fasting periods. Again, I I would need to to optimize it for the person and their schedule. But but that's the first thing that I would do is build up to being able to fast a certain amount of time so that you can actually have more energy levels when you are working these irregular patterns because you're not giving yourself the sleep that you need to recover and and repair. So um, I'd probably come up with a really good fasting pattern for, for them. And let's say this is a, you know, 36 hour, just as an example, let's say this is somebody who's working 36 on 36 off. Uh, I would probably build them up to, to doing fasting while you are working and your feeding window is actually when you're not working uh, because that stays consistent. You could fast for 36 hours and then eat. You wouldn't eat for 36 hours because you're sleeping a lot of that time. But your feeding window is is then when you're awake and you're 36 hours off. Um, another example could be something like, you know, somebody who works, let's say, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. I would do something similar where they're actually not eating throughout the night while they're working and then I would have them eat, go to bed, sleep as much as they can, eat again before going back to work. So in essence, you're getting two meals there that are healthy and appropriate. Um, yeah, those are just two, two examples. And again, it's, it, it is very individualized, but it, uh, that's not something that you can just, boom, decide to, to start doing. You need to practice it. So, um, or build up your tolerance to it. You can't just go into your first 36 hour shift having never fasted before and not eat you would have to start with doing 12 hours 14 hours 16 hours and so on you'd have to get there and then once you do get there you'll you'll feel a lot better um and metabolically speaking you will be much more primed than when you do consume food your insulin will be extremely low your energy will be high and then your body can metabolically deal with that food and not just store it So that's what I would do for the food piece. And so um, as far as the sleep goes, uh, prioritizing sleep over other things. So in that instance, uh, let's say let's say it is that, that 36 on, 36 off person. Um, don't get off of a 36-hour shift and go work out quick before you go to bed. That would be prioritizing sleep over a workout because sleep 
being your master dial that can move all things will make the exercise that you do do better and more efficient and you'll want to be there and you'll you'll perform better and therefore it will be better on your on your body. So it might be better for this person to only work out 3 days a week at the right time after being rested than working out 6 days a week but they're crappy workouts. So that's what I would do as far as food and as far as sleep goes is is you've got to prioritize sleep over many other things and and I, I also know that that's really hard because you're probably, since you are supposed to be sleeping while everybody else is awake, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of pull to be doing other things. There's, you know, productivity is supposed to be at its highest, but not for you. Again, you're asking your body to do stupid amounts of things without giving it what it needs. And and I'm not coming down on these these clients at all. I I completely understand. And, and the situation that they're in, they probably can't change for one reason or another. So I'm with them in that. It's just, we need to control the controllables. So when you do sleep, uh, since you are sleeping when other people usually aren't, you know, take as many naps as you can. And when you do sleep, you need to do everything you can to make your body feel like it is nighttime. So I don't just mean make it completely dark, get, you know, dark out shades, make it completely dark in, in the room that you're in. Essential oils have have lavender will help you sleep a little bit. Do do make sure your the temperature in your room is somewhere sixty two to sixty five. It's supposed to be cold when you go to sleep. Your temperature has to drop at least two degrees before you can actually fall asleep. Don't eat, uh, you know, two hours within going to sleep. That will just keep your body temperature up, and you'll have a harder time going to sleep. Have a have a sound machine or a uh, meditation app or something that, that you can listen to. Don't do blue lights. Um, all, all of these things that that we tell people to do that are having a normal sleep pattern, you have to do it at a, at a different time. And so it, it takes a little bit more work to make that all happen. If you're in, uh, if you're like this person is apparently in hotels and airports a lot, well, spend a little bit more money, make sure it's a, a really good hotel with an awesome bed and, you know, blackout curtains and make sure that you are scheduling in time that you will sleep instead of, oh, I'm visiting this place. I should probably go see this, that, or the other, which which has its time and place. But I'm, I'm hearing that this person goes a lot of places often. And so uh, they can't necessarily see, see the world um, in their, you know, small blocks of time that they are traveling. So that's the, it feels very short and like I'm not giving you much, but but the fact of the matter is, is, is food and sleep, you've got to have a, you've got to have like an itinerary for. We've got to get you to the point of the right fasting number for you, uh, which by the way, when I started this podcast and I said, I'm going to ask you to do hard things, um, fasting for 36 hours is not easy. And then to ask you to do it every other day is also not easy. And so it seems very simple as I'm just, you know, flippantly saying it on here, but, but I, I don't mean to say it that way. It's, we've got to build to that sort of a thing and, and then it takes consistency and it takes, it takes time, but I'm aware, like I, I, I am asking you to do some hard things. It's, it's hard enough just to, to fast for, you know, 18 or 20 hours every day. So to have an irregular feeding pattern every three days is, is hard. It's hard to plan. It's hard to figure out. 
Um, but that also the an- answers the question about uh, eating while traveling um, in hotels and airports and especially during COVID when things are closed and things like that. It That makes it pretty easy. So I don't mean easy. The not eating part is not easy, but it makes it easy as far as the COVID restrictions that we are uh, under right now. And then the sleep piece, uh, I think I, I want you to understand how impactful it is on you and your weight loss goals, because I will 10 times out of 10 tell somebody to choose sleep over a workout if if they are sleep deprived, if they're sleep deprived. If they're not sleep deprived, then workout wins. But workout is more impactful because again that's our that's our master volume dial so um those are the two things that i would i would really attack is the the fasting and the sleeping pattern and for everybody that's going to be a little bit individualized so i'm sure i'm going to get individual questions for for that please do write them in uh i'm i'm happy to help so the next one i think i will tackle the next one that that this person asked is um around workouts and um, hotel room and things like that. So assuming that, uh, your sleep is adequate, then we can talk about those workouts. So I'll do that next. 